Welcome to another edition of the American Truck Driver Podcast. This is episode 14. We're going to talk a little bit about fuel taxes. I'm your host, Chris Polk. You can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash anamericantruckdriver. On Twitter, uh, at truckinzar. Instagram, anamericantruckdriver. You can email me at uh, anamericantruckdriver at gmail.com. Uh, so I've seen some posts about um, fuel taxes here lately, and I thought this would be a great topic to uh, pick the show up on because uh, it's relatively simple but kind of complicated. Um, it's been made it, it's been made complicated by people, and it's probably one of the only things on the planet that the government has ever done that like has actually worked and makes sense. Let's get some of the basic terms out of the way. IFTA, International Fuel Tax Agreement. Okay, back in the day, now I'm 40, so I was born in 76. So, you know, deregulation came in about 1980. But I can still remember trucks, big trucks, because, you know, as a little kid, I was fascinated by trucks. I can remember trucks that would have like 10 or 15 license plates on the front of them. And, and that always stuck out to me as I was a kid sitting in the you know, the back window of the car trying to get them to blow their air horn at me. I always wanted, man, why do they have all those license plates? Well, the reason was that they had to have fuel tax permits in each state. So a lot of the states would would say, okay, well, you know, get your fuel permit and then we'll give you a plate. So you may have an Alabama plate, a West Virginia plate, a Kentucky plate, a New York plate. You would have all these different plates that you would have to display on the front of your truck so that I guess the scales and the cops or whatever could look at your truck and say, okay, he's bought a permit. Uh, So then you would have to, in order to cover the amount of tax that you owed for traveling through that state, you would have to figure up the number of miles you were traveling in that state, and then you would have to stop and buy enough gallons of fuel to pay the tax. So if a state uh, had a a fuel tax rate of 20 cents, and you were going to drive 1,000 miles in that state, and you got five miles of the gallon... Well, 1,000 divided by 5 is 200, so you would have to buy 200 gallons of fuel in that state so that they could get their tax that you owe them. So IFTA comes along, and they basically made uh, this national, international apportionment where you could buy one plate and then... All of the fuel taxes that you bought in each individual state would be paid into an IFTA account, and then you prepare your return quarterly, and then they would take the number of miles that you drove in that state and figure out how much uh, your tax was due based on the number of gallons that you burned, then estimate what you owed, and then each state would come and get what was theirs out of that account. Now, that may sound complicated. It kind of did to me at first, but it's really kind of simple, okay? First of all, always remember it's about gallons, not miles. Miles are part of the equation of how your tax due is figured, but it's about gallons, the number of gallons that you have to buy because that's how the tax is paid. It's paid per gallon based on that state's rate, okay? So let's think about one month of running 
in your truck. And I'm going to go with averages here just to kind of make things simple. Your average truck runs about 10,000 miles a month. Okay. So every time you get fuel, so let's say you're on a trip from New York to Texas. So you're going to run New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Texas, you know, depending on the route you run. Each state has a different rate that they charge. New Jersey's is 17 and a half. Pennsylvania's is 64. Okay, so all that has to be considered into how much you owe for each state. When you have a, a month's worth of trips and a month's worth of fuel purchases, then you, you say, okay, the truck drove 10,000 miles in the state. And we're going to look and see that the truck bought 1,600 gallons of fuel in that time. From the first day of the month to the last day of the month, in all states, that truck bought 1,600 gallons. So 10,000 divided by 1,600 is 6.25. That's how they get your fuel mileage. It doesn't matter what your Qualcomm says. It doesn't matter what your math uh, on your paper uh, I use uh, Kevin Rutherford's fuel gauges, and it tells me what my 90-day average and 30-day average and all that. None of that matters. The only fuel mileage that matters for the calculation of your IFTA return is the number of miles you reported divided by the number of gallons you purchased. That's your fuel mileage, period. There's no other way to look at it. So it doesn't matter if you know my truck gets... Uh, my 90-day average is like 7.25, okay? Well, if I ran in this given month, I ran 10,000 miles, and I bought 1,600 gallons of fuel, my fuel mileage is 6.25, period, end of story, okay? So now, each state is going to look, or it's going to be calculated, that, okay, you ran 10,000 miles in a month. I'm going to make this simple, all right? Each state, you ran 1,000 miles. You ran 1,000 miles in New York, you ran 1,000 miles in New Jersey, you ran 1,000 miles in Pennsylvania, you ran 1,000 miles in West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Okay, there's 10. Each state is going to take the number of miles that you reported. And now this is, this is another thing. This is a lot easier now than it used to be. You know, Like, for example, when I first came to Landstar... And, and to this day, if you're not on an electronic log at Landstar, you have to fill out a mileage report for each state that you run through, and you put the number of miles that you ran and the highways that you ran, and you have to turn that in with every trip. I don't. I'm on an electronic log, so they do it electronically. I pay them $4 a month, and I am glad to pay them for the privilege because I, I, I don't want to screw with it. You know, uh, I worked for a company uh, – drove a company truck a few years ago and we had to do the same thing i had to write down my mileage at every state line and then i had to do a report at the end of every trip and how many miles i ran in the state what highways that i ran on in those states and turn that in and then that's what was used to calculate the ifta return so each each state will look at the number of miles that you ran in their state divide it by your ifta return fuel mileage for that month and then they're going to say, okay, you owe us for this many gallons. Okay, so let's say you're in 1,500 miles in a state and you, uh, 
you got 6.25 miles to the gallon, then you owe them for 240 gallons. All right. Now, let's use the New Jersey and the Pennsylvania example. If in New Jersey, that 1,500 miles is going to cost you $42 at 17.5 cents a gallon. In Pennsylvania, that 240 gallons is going to cost you $153.60. The difference is $111. Okay? So each state will determine how much you owe them based off the number of miles you ran in their state and your monthly or quarterly, probably quarterly. I've never filled out an IFTA report. This is all done for me. But your quarterly fuel mileage, and I'm pretty sure it's based on the month. Now, why does this matter to any of us? You know, it's all going to come out in the wash, right? You're, you're going to run miles in all these different states, and they're all going to charge you for what you owe them, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. Let me tell you, it matters. And I found out the hard way. Now, I kind of, I had a guy clue me in on this about four or five years ago when I first leased a truck from ATS, and he got the basic understanding of it in me and he said always buy fuel in the states with the highest tax which was pennsylvania ohio new york california florida illinois always avoid indiana and kentucky i'll get to that in a minute virginia new jersey okay so i kind of had a little bit of a clue but not really i didn't i didn't completely understand the full picture okay now, fast forward to when I'm a full-on owner-operator with Landstar, and I start letting my pocketbook or my desire for cash flow dictate where I bought fuel. So I'm on a dedicated run coming out of West Virginia, going up to Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and all that every week, every week. Well, I'm looking at the cost of the fuel, and in Pennsylvania, the cost of fuel is really high. And in New Jersey, the cost of fuel is really cheap. So I start buying my fuel in uh, West Virginia when I'm home at 30, 31 cents, I think, and New Jersey at 17 and a half. And then I got my head taken off in fuel taxes because I'm running all these miles in New York and Pennsylvania that have a much higher rate. I think New York's is 41, Pennsylvania's is 64. Well, if I'm not paying that 64 at the pump, I'm going to pay it on the IFTA return. So whatever, I'm in arrears when it comes time for my carrier to figure my IFTA return. Well, if I haven't paid enough at the pump, they take it out of my settlement. Okay? Now, here again, I've heard people say, oh, well, it still comes out and wash. Pay the cheapest, uh, pay as little as possible for fuel that you can, because it's going to come out anyway. Okay, well, here's where they're wrong. So I ended up having a talk with a, a lady uh, that does the fuel reporting for us. And she made me understand what wholesale cost is. Okay? The wholesale cost of a gallon of fuel is the price you pay for it, your discounted price if you're getting it through a discount program, Minus the tax, okay? So, let's go back to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Let's say fuel is, on the pump, $2.50 a gallon. Well, the wholesale cost, 
well, let me back up. Not the pump, the discounted brake, the the whatever. Not the pump price, but what I'm actually paying for the fuel. Let's say it's two fifty. In Pennsylvania, my wholesale cost of that fuel is going to be a dollar eighty six. Okay, two fifty minus point six four. All right. If New Jersey, which they're usually cheaper, uh, it, but if New Jersey is the same price, then the wholesale cost of that fuel is $2.32 a mile or a gallon. All right, that's a 46 cent difference. So fuel in New Jersey has to be 46 and a half cents cheaper on the retail cost than Pennsylvania to just to break even. Okay? Now, there's been lots of times that I've seen that. I've seen it be 46 cents cheaper, which is fine. Okay? But what I did was and the way Landstar used to do it, um, any excess fuel tax that you paid in, they would take off your base plate. You know, your base plate sixteen fifty a year, so your yearly um, excess fuel tax that you paid in would be it would it would save up, and then they would just take it off your base plate. And I got a huge chunk of my base plate this year paid for because last year in the last quarter, I bought all my fuel, my dedicated run in Pennsylvania and Connecticut instead of West Virginia and New Jersey, and it made a huge difference. And as I went along, I saw that I was paying anywhere from 5 to $0.10 cents a gallon less wholesale cost. So I'm paying less for the fuel, plus I'm paying more tax while I'm doing it. You know, by the time you figure the difference in the price between New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and then you took away the tax, Pennsylvania's fuel was cheaper. You know, sometimes a penny, a two pennies, five pennies, ten pennies, something like that. But it was cheaper, the wholesale cost. So you have to divide up in your mind. There's a cost of the fuel and a cost of the tax. So when I am looking at fuel purchases, I think, okay, well, state A is 20 cents cheaper than state B, but state B has a higher tax. So that means that state B actually has the cheaper fuel. And sometimes you'll look um, near borders, Florida, Georgia line, not the fake country band, the actual state line. At the Florida, Georgia line, sometimes you'll see a, uh, a competition, you know, because Georgia's tax rate is a lot lower than Florida's. And so those, uh, you know, the T, say the TA in Jacksonville and the, uh, the, the pilots and the Petros and stuff, they're just above the line there on... 95 well they're in competition with each other because they're geographically close well they've got this tax difference that they've got to they got to work with so sometimes near state lines you can see a little bit of a price war going on so you have to buy the fuel based on the wholesale cost nothing else matters at that point the rate you know the tax rate doesn't matter the pump price doesn't matter what matters is the wholesale cost if you're figuring to buy the cheapest fuel you can get on your wholesale cost then at that point, the tax will work itself out. You know, you don't have to be as paranoid about the tax if you're worrying about the wholesale cost. It, it, it's a, you know, works itself out. Now, Kentucky and Indiana. Indiana has cheap fuel, all right? And lots of guys will say, well, hey, look at that cheap fuel. I'm going to go up there and buy it. Well, here's the problem. Indiana charges $0.27 cents per gallon, but they only give you credit for 16 okay? So 
when you figure, you know, you buy 100 gallons of fuel in Indiana, you're paying 27 cents uh, at the pump in tax. But only 16 cents of that is going back into your IFTA account. Indiana's keeping 11 cents. So that means, you know, then, then your, your real actual contribution at the pump is 16 cents to the, to the IFTA and 11 cents Indiana's keeping for themselves. Kentucky's the same way. They charge you 31.8, but they only give you credit for 21.6. So you're not paying in enough to, it's not worth it to go in there, even though their fuel is cheaper, when you figure you're only getting credit for 16 cents a gallon in Indiana. You know, twenty uh, was it twenty one and a half cents or so in Kentucky because they're they're keeping a portion of the money. And now there are some other states that have what's called an ad valorem. I believe that is Tennessee. I think they're the only one. Eight point nine cents a mile in Tennessee. So any any time you're driving in the state of Tennessee, you are not only paying seventeen cents at the pump, you're also paying eight point nine cents per mile in ad valorem tax now new york also i was looking for it yes they have a mileage rate in new york of 4.62 cents per mile kentucky also does at 2.85 cents per mile this is in addition to your fuel tax so i mean you can pay all the fuel tax in the world but they still charge you that rate now new york it's only on roads that are not the thruway so throughway miles on the New York State throughway are not charged the uh, 4.5 cent mileage rate, but every other uh, mile you drive in the state. So in New York, you owe them 3.815 cents per gallon plus 4.62 cents per mile. So you have to think about that. New Mexico also has a shown here on this chart 4.38 cents per mile that you have to pay in that state in addition to your fuel tax rate so you want to you want to avoid states that don't give you full credit that's number one indiana and kentucky that's two you want to avoid states that have a really low rate Uh, i'll scan through here and think of the worst offenders for that missouri 17 mississippi 18 new jersey 17 and a half oklahoma only 13 cents Tennessee only seventeen cents, and I was thinking Virginia was no Virginia's twenty three point seven. So, you generally want to stay above thirty. If you stay above thirty, uh, and you know you fuel in Pennsylvania any chance, anytime you get a chance. If if now let me back up. I didn't do that today. I'm sitting in Ohio right now. I just delivered in Pennsylvania this morning, and I chose not to because number one, <clears throat> I haven't been to Pennsylvania in probably a month. I only drove a couple hundred miles in the state, if that, um, and there were no TAs or Petros that I passed. TA and Petro has been, except for one or two occasions over the last few months, um, 20, 30 cents a gallon cheaper than the discount that I get at Pilot or Loves or Flying J. So now had there been a TA or Petro there and I could have gotten the fuel for probably because at the Pilot, I mean the Flying J this morning, it was 260 after my discount. If there would have been a TA or Petro, I'd have probably paid two thirty five, two forty. And then I would have been, let's say two thirty five minus point six four. 
I'd have been a dollar seventy one wholesale cost. Well, shoot, yeah. I mean, that'll be better because uh, right now I'm in Ohio and it's twenty eight, and I'll fill up here in the morning. And I believe the discount price in Ohio right now is two sixteen a gallon. So two sixteen minus twenty eight is a dollar eighty eight. So there's a perfect example. I would have I'm I'm technically because there wasn't a TA or Petro available in, in Pennsylvania, uh, then that means I'm going to pay about eleven cents more per gallon wholesale price than I would have over there. So let's do the other math. It was two sixty at the flying J. Minus point six four is a dollar ninety six. Okay, I'm gonna pay two sixteen minus point two eight. So I'm gonna pay a dollar eighty eight. So I'm gonna pay less uh, on a bigger amount of gallons than I did than I would have in Pennsylvania. So that's why I went ahead and skipped Pennsylvania this time. Now, if I would have driven all the way across the state, run a bunch of miles in Pennsylvania, then definitely I would have probably fueled up twice. I would have fueled up as soon as I got in the state, and then before I left the state, I would have fueled up again to get as much of that $0.64 cents a gallon as I could get my hands on. Because when you buy in the biggest state, let's look up and see what California is. See, California is only 45, but that means California is a great place to buy fuel because, you know, it's going to cover so many other states. Connecticut, 50.3. See, when you buy fuel in those states that have the highest tax, then you're covering all the other states, which means you're making money on the other states as you drive through them, right? You fill up in Connecticut and drive, what, five miles in New York or whatever, you know, a little further than that, but you, say you fill up in Connecticut at 50 cents per gallon and you run th- down through a little strip of New York on 95, cross the GW Bridge, run down through Jersey, even if you go all the way down through Jersey at 17 and a half cents, you're covering all that, all that fuel, all right, and you got money left over. Then you're going into Maryland, whose tax is only 33.3. All right, so you're covering that. Then you go into Virginia, whose uh, fuel rate is 23. So you've paid 50. Uh, you've burned a, a you know a few gallons of that in Connecticut, so you're even. And then every state you drive through after that, you're covered. You see what I mean? It, it's it's a matter of thinking forward of of how much you're going to end up owing. You know, and I saw a you know, an experienced person, owner-operator, say, oh, no, don't ever do that. Just just buy the cheapest fuel you can get. It. It'll work out. No, it will not. Uh, because the, the post I saw on social media was a guy saying that he got blasted for a uh, $250 fuel tax bill. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the way they do that, that was for a month. 250 bucks for a month. And somebody asked him, if he had run any miles in Oregon, because Oregon charges zero, you have to buy a fuel permit when you go in their uh, in their state, and so you have not only do you know you pretty much in Oregon you just have to pay sixteen cents per mile with your fuel permit for being there, but when you buy fuel, you don't get any credit whatsoever. So don't ever 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 buy fuel in Oregon uh, unless it's just you know a couple gallons here and there to get you out. Uh, now they're supposed to be changing that. I've I've heard rumblings that they're going to make that change, but they haven't yet. So, 
that pretty much covers it. Use your judgment. Think about your trips, where you're going, what that cost is going to be. And look, we all know we hate the Northeast. We hate paying those big tolls. And I mean, my gosh, especially imagine pulling a reefer, all right? You're heavy. You got to go up there and pay, you know, like Pennsylvania. If you run 300 miles across the state of Pennsylvania, let's let's think about that real quick. Was it 320 miles across 80? Uh, let's say you're getting 6.5 miles to the gallon. That's 49 gallons times 0.64. It's it's 31 bucks. Did I do that right? Yeah, yeah. It's 30 31 dollars just to drive across 80. All right. So uh, in in fuel tax. Well, if you've got to pay that on top of the tolls on top of the lumper fees and all that crap you've got to pay you got to think about more than just the immediate thing for today so let's review ifta is the international fuel tax agreement all right this saves us from all the paperwork and nightmare of having to uh, individually file with each state like i said it's one of the only things the government has ever done that they actually didn't screw up uh now it would probably what would be nice is if everybody charge the same rate you know that that would make now that then all this stuff would go out the window then you just buy it on the cheapest you can get it if all the rates were the same but they're not and they're not going to be uh so when a truck purchases fuel in a state the amount of tax charged per gallon is credited to their ifta account when the ifta return is prepared quarterly the number of miles driven in the period is divided by the number of gallons purchased this establishes the truck's fuel mileage for the time period and is used to factor the tax owed based on the number of gallons burned in each state the truck was operated in. Buy fuel on the wholesale cost. Look at the cost of the fuel that you're going to buy and subtract that state's rate from it. I'll put the IFTA uh, rate uh, website page and a link in the show notes and you can go look and see what everybody's rate is and what they're like indiana surcharge that's what they call it 11 cent surcharge that's important you have to think about all the aspects of what what's costing you money because at the end of the day uh, what you earn minus what you spend is your profit you know so don't mess around with your profit and don't think you're being sharp and you're going to try to get one over on somebody they're going to get something over on you Okay, focus on the wholesale cost. Price paid minus tax, that's your wholesale cost. Then you're, then you're going to be able to buy the cheapest fuel that you can. Bottom line is Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, Illinois, uh, West Virginia, uh, Florida, these are all great states to buy fuel in. Now, if you're just running across, in the last few weeks I've been running a lot of Texas Southeast stuff, a lot of their rates are, the, are really close probably not going to matter all that much you know the, the running that i've been doing in the last few weeks i haven't even thought about it because all of their rates are within a few pennies of each other so it really doesn't matter i just bought the cheapest stuff i can get well now i'm creeping back up toward the northeast and so i gotta think okay where am i buying my fuel what benefit am i going to get from the tax rate that i will pay at the pump so that'll do it a little short episode here, but I want to get that out, try to help people understand this fuel tax thing because it can really mess you up if you're not thinking about it. It's not very complicated. You just have to stop and think about it. So uh, hit me up uh, if you have any questions about this, anamericantruckdriver at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash anamericantruckdriver, uh, Instagram, Twitter, 
give me a rating on iTunes. Uh, that that helps. Uh, you know, go into iTunes and do a little review and rating there. Um, and send me comments and questions. Till next time, we'll see you later. Thank you.